Warning, this show may contain spoilers, adult content, and adult language, so viewer discretion is advised. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back, or welcome for the first time to Value Menu Nerds, a entertainment podcast about anime and video games, and today we're tackling the JoJo and the OP segment, so it's just me, Thomas. And me, Tokyo Joe. Woohoo! And we're continuing the One Piece live action. We're actually finishing season one of the One Piece live action today. Which, wow. I'm excited to hear your thoughts. And, oh, uh, I've got <laughs> oh, I'm I'm sure you do. Because <laughs> it was uh, watching it the second time, man. I definitely preferred the anime story on this one better. It just oh yeah, it doesn't feel as impactful for me watching it. Like here, this is the second time I've seen it. The first time I was excited, I think because of the live action idea of it, and this time I'm just like it. It's missing so much. Huh. Well, since I haven't seen it, I guess I was all right. <laughs> And I'm I'm excited to to hear what you say or you, what you have to say, and then I'm also excited to have you watch the anime. And also, real quickly, you kind of have like a warble. A warble? Yeah, like when you're talking, it's like. Oh, that's weird. Now, now it's clear. <laughs> I don't know. It's just like when you were talking, it kind of got warbly for a second. Hmm, that is interesting. I guess we'll find out when uh I edit. <laughs> we'll see. We may have audio issues with this one. Who cares? All right. But let me jump into the description so we can get talking. Right. We continue our journey with the One Piece live action by sailing off to find Nami with our two new crewmates. We finally reach Konami Islands to find out the situation with Nami is extremely complicated. Meanwhile, Garp is hot on their trails and enjoying a nice steak. But after all is lost, and all seems over, the Straw Hat Gang saves the day, and they finally head off to the Grand Line. But not before Garp kicks his grandson's ass one more time. <laughs> so yeah, we Pretty watched... Short, sweet. Yeah, you know, I didn't want to go on too much about it. Yeah, yeah, so we start off, and they're just sailing, getting ready to you know, right. figure out where Nami is. And of course they got Buggy's head in tow. I, man, this whole two episodes, Buggy just cracked me up. Just Yeah, I, I definitely would agree with that one. Just all the little I, naps here and there just killed it. Like, does he get this much screen time in the anime? No. Okay, so this is an all-new thing just for the show. At least this early on, yes. Okay, okay. So, yeah, they're sailing towards Konami Islands. Konami whatever <laughs> something like that and then in the meantime um garp is at the baratier and um who's the guy in the oppenheimer hat uh the dude that's always like next to him uh yeah and it's just sort of like his like right hand man has he was he featured before this or is this the first time i'm seeing him no he's been there he's just sort of off on the side like he's always just sort of 
there, sort of like a bodyguard, essentially. You know, just like Garp's right-hand man, bodyguard sort of dude. Yeah, he, he kind of was more prominent in these last two episodes, you know, like uh, Helmeppo and Kobe made a comment, and he, like, turns and looks at him, and then they kind of shut up, and, you know, um, Garp is uh, talking to Zeph, and Zeph's like, well, I got some steaks. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It just, I was just like, is this guy one of the uh, seven legendary swordsmen, or is he just some dude? No, he's just a marine. He's just sort of like Garp's right hand. So hmm, okay, and then you get like what backstory of Nami? Yeah, like throughout the episode, we sort of cut into like moments in like present day. Then it like flashes back to like a moment that happened that's similar into like her past. And while doing that throughout the first episode, we sort of get the idea of Nami's backstory, which it was interesting. It's definitely I don't know. It, it was an interesting way to do it. I didn't hate it, but I didn't love it. Right. Like they seem it was to do okay. that a lot. Yeah. Yeah. They I kind of thought out. she was a little bit of a bit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. She what starts out just like so her mother, which is really like an adoptive mother. And her and her sister, which also adopted, they're not all actually blood-related, are poor, living on a tangerine farm, and Nami hates it. She steals a book, she does all this rebellious stuff, because she just, I mean, she was hurtful, man, just like, you're not my mom, you're not this, and you're like, oh man, yeah. that slap, that slap was well-deserved. That's exactly what I was thinking, like, Jesus. And, like, once again, I must point out that, like, almost every child actor that they picked to play the younger selves was chubbier. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then, you know, what did you think you have uh, Nami having to go get the money from Coco Village? Dude, that was that was cold. Like, they're like, oh, we need a human touch. And it's like, no, you just want to fucking make them hate her more. Like, dear God. Oh, yeah. And... The whole town hates her. Dude, especially when she was like, you have something for me? And it, like, cuts back to him saying, so you have something for me? Oh, yeah, the UPS man. Is that what he was? I thought he was, a, like, a, a, a constable or something. Well, just his outfit reminded me of the UPS guy. Ah. <laughs> the brown shorts and the brown shirt. I know, he's, like, the mayor. Like, uh, I was thinking, like, um, what, what do you, like... Jungle outfits from, like, the 1930s that they used to wear. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we get the whole, like, beginning where uh, the Arlong pilot pirates first attacked. Yeah. Ooh, homeboy got that nice big old X scratch on his face. Mm-hmm. And... And, dude, yeah, the thing I couldn't understand about that whole scene was, uh, you know, she paid the tribute, she had the kids hiding in the floor, and then Arlong is getting ready to leave, and he sees that there's uh three plates sitting on the table and he's like who else lives here and then she's straight up like oh i have two daughters like dude you couldn't have just said that you were expecting company oh i had two people coming over for tea you didn't have to out them like that and you could have saved them it's just prideful on her daughters i guess it you know it made no sense it doesn't but man and yeah she uh whew, she didn't last long no not at all but, but uh, old, old... orphans again, <laughs> right? Then what? You got smooth talking Sanji over here. Oh like, yeah, I'll make you dinner. <laughs> Is that there? Because they're uh, yeah. The the Straw Hats are at the village, Coco Village. After seeing it like a house upside down and it all just sort of torn apart, and they're just trying to get some information on Nami. 
And she's already seen him like, yo, go leave. Get the hell out of here. I don't want you. They talk to the UPS man and he's just like, yeah, you go talk to her sister. And so, yeah, they, they, they trade food for information, essentially. And the whole story, you know, Luffy's just like, I, I, I don't get it. Like, something's off. Yeah. And he wasn't wrong. No. But dude, so she says, okay, I've got the million berries. Free my village. And he's like, all right, bring it to me in the morning. And then tips off the marine. Yeah, a little rat marine that was there getting paid off to keep shut. He was a rat? I was thinking he was like a rabbit or something. A little rat guy. How many species of not human are in this show? A lot. I just, I don't, I don't know. It's, I don't know if he's actually like a rat person or if it's just like, I don't know. Cause like there isn't really. Yeah, but he's not, I think he's just a human with whiskers. And then he just went with, I don't know. I don't understand it. Um, well, what about a uh, sheep dude? I don't Mary. know about him either. That it's it's like the weird stuff that Oda played with in the beginning because later on there is like these animal like humanoid animals, but they're a lot more animal than you know Mary and this guy was. Hmm. So they don't really fit in with that. I'm just sort of I don't know. I just sort of rounded up to just weird character design for like because it's in the beginning of the anime and. Oda didn't believe, or he didn't think this was going to go as big as he thought it was, and it went. Uh-huh. like So, you know, it's one of those so situations. basically it was an early design. He's like, ah, I'm just messing around. Let's see what we can do. And then it took off, and he's like, oh, well, damn. Yeah, pretty much. Okay. And dude, and then, so she realizes she got double-crossed, and then she goes on this scene, this tear, where, like, you know... She goes running through the orange groves, and then she just starts, like, screaming Arlong over and over and over and over, and then she starts, like, cutting her tattoo, and I'm just like, oh my god. Ooh, yeah. Like, that scene was a little much. That, that was tough. But then fucking Luffy comes in, and he takes off his hat and puts it on her head, and, like, dude, <laughs> that's a, that's I got a... chilled that shit. Just... It, it, they did it pretty decently, but dude, just wait till you see this stuff in the anime. I'm telling you, mm, it hits better. Right. But uh, there was a couple things. Uh, the Arlong Park, or more like Arlong Parte, and Fishmen mm-hmm. were getting down. That place was bumping. Oh, yeah. You had, to, I think his name was Chu, sitting there shooting out little fireballs. Yeah, which I thought that was uh, interesting, because at first, you think it's like part of the show... But then you get to see him actually put it into practical use in the second episode. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then so we... <clears throat> there was a big name drop. I don't know if you caught that. Arlong saying Jinbei. When he was talking to the, the rat marine. He's like, like, we even have one of your guys as a seven warlord. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We get a big and name drop like, there. Yeah, I was wondering about that one. He didn't seem too happy about that. No. That's a whole fun story. I can't wait till we get to that part. But... I don't want to gloss over too much of the Baratier stuff. Like, how would you feel about that? You know, Zeph, Garp, all of them, all just sort of chatting. Well, I think it was interesting because the entire time that they're sitting there and they're talking, they're having a very intelligent back and forth without actually saying it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Which I think that's interesting that they chose to do it like that. Because they, they, they flat out know what the other one's about. They already know the truth, but at the same time, it's like they're arguing counterpoints with each other by telling stories. Yeah. 
I just think it was really, it was really fun, you know, just seeing Zeph Garp. You know, Garp's like, yeah, I know you. I, I, I always wondered what happened to that uh, Redfoot Zeph. <laughs> <laughs> the thing that interests me is like, I swear they could almost be related. They are pretty similar. Very, very, very similar. Like almost even in look. How, how did you feel about the whole? He's essentially just like saying that uh, Luffy reminds him of someone. I don't know if he said it. I can't remember if he said the name, but like, who do you think? If he didn't say the name, who do you think he's uh, pointing to? Oh no, he said Gold Rogers. Oh, did he? I couldn't remember if he did or not. Yeah. Yeah, because he's like, he's like, you know who he reminds me of, and he's like, don't you say it. Oh yeah. And he's like, oh no, I'm gonna say it. And then the whole like, look, man, you gotta let this new generation take over. Old people like us, we're done. Yep. I like that line. I like that little bit. And you have Kobe and Helmempo. Man, Kobe just taking him down the shots, shot, shot. Oh, dude. And I was wondering, like, was he actually going to get drunk and start spilling the beat? No, he didn't even wait. He was just like, shot, shot. Okay, Luffy's his grandkid. (laughs) (laughs) Right. (laughs) Right. But no, it's it's interesting the the kind of relationship that they're developing with each other because it started off kind of, you know, I don't like you, you don't like me, and now they're friends. Yeah, they're sort of building up their friendship there, and uh, it's nice seeing all these different... You see, like, the the Garp and Helmeppo relationship. You see the Luffy and his crew relationship. You see, you know, here at the end of the next episode, you see, like, everyone else's sort of relationship with the crew. It, it's really good. They really do a good job sort of building relationships. And they on these right. episodes, they definitely sort of did that quite well, I think. Yeah. So at the beginning of episode two, they start off with... Everybody, you know, banding together, which I am so tired of this trope. It's 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 very common in like animes or even some movies where it's like a village gets enslaved and everybody has to pay tribute, but then one day there isn't enough and then somebody rebels or gets rebellious and then all of a sudden the entire village is like, Hey, yeah, we're supporting you. We're tired of this too and it's like, Wow, it only took you like twenty fucking years to get some balls, right? Right. They're just like, yeah, they they're either gonna die by our long or die by our long, so we might as well just die. Yeah. Right. <laughs> okay, you wait till he's stronger and more powerful. Right. I I just I, I'm I'm tired of that trope. You know, it's like if you if you if you want to get out, like get out, like fight. Don't wait until everybody's beaten down and tired and. You know, to finally rally together. Yeah, yeah, it's a pretty dumb. Well, like the, the helpless civilians finally, after the heroes are here, yeah, it's like you guys can't do nothing at this point. Half of them are just old people. Like, right. what are you gonna do? <laughs> oh, but uh. don't forget, all bosses have a secret weakness. Yes, they just, do. Just look for the glowing, glowing part or whatever, and hit that. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. We uh, we have Rat Boy being uh talked with with garp and all that and just like sort of walking his way out of being a little snitch or whatever you know it's just like come on dude he's such scum i i I just like how he was like oh yeah luffy was the one that murdered him and i'm like you do know that's his grandpa right like you are straight (laughs) up like lying your ass off (laughs) right but then we have the the fight actually starting and right a lot happened but a lot didn't happen in this fight. Yeah, it was it was very choreographed for sure. Mm-hmm. I mean, it it was pretty on the eyes, you know. Watching it, it was nice, and I love seeing the constant back and forth with Sanji and Zoro, like the 
uh, yeah. ha, screw you, ha ha, screw you. It, it was very reminiscent of like uh, Leg- Legolas and Boromir or whatever on uh, Lord of the Rings, where they're yeah. seeing who can kill the most. Oh yeah, but uh, yeah, no, it, it was good. But like at the same time, I was very confused because like Sanji or not Sanji, um, Zoro was just cutting them up like no problem. I'm what. What happened to the almost invincible skin that they had the last episode when they were at the Baratier? He couldn't do shit. Right, right. and Sanji's kicking them to death or whatever. Mm-hmm. At least, at least Usopp, his made sense. His right. made sense. So that poor boy running, running, running after he messed with Chu, and then you know he realizes, oh, this dude's drinking. Well, their skin can't catch on fire, but alcohol can, and he's been drinking so. Smart, but very smart, and I also like the ketchup tactic where he smeared it all over himself to look like blood and played dead. Yeah, yeah, that was good. But, but then you have, yeah, yeah, Luffy just punching the tower. Well, before that, um, friggin' oh god, Arlong comes out with that fucking sword. Oh, yeah, yeah, and he, he puts it like right around his neck, and Luffy just snaps that shit like it was nothing. Oh, dude. That was dope. Yep. And then he's like, well, if I can't beat you, then I can beat down everything that you, you know, everything that you attained, everything grew, yeah, created. And just like, yeah, which at first I was thinking he was just going to set the maps on fire, you know, but hey, wreck the tower, sure. Yeah. Yeah. And (laughs) how about Buggy here? We can't forget about Buggy. Right. They're like, oh yeah, I can feel my body's nearby. You know, I can be, I can feel my toes. They're like, all right, we're gonna give you back to your body, but then you need to help us. And he reattaches. That's better than I remember. Fuck you guys, I'm out. Yeah, right. Oh man, Buggy was so just hilarious these episodes. Um, but yeah, everyone, you know, everyone sort of gathered because all the fishmen are dead. It's just Luffy punching the tower with Arlong inside, and then the tower just crumbles. And of course, the whole just oh, who's gonna appear above the crumble or the, right. whatever, whatever the word is, crumble. Who's gonna appear out of the rubble? Rubble, yes, rubble. I was thinking rumble. Who's gonna appear out of the rubble? And oh, it's Luffy, and they all just start laughing like, "Huh, okay." Which I don't know. My logic: if Luffy can survive that, Arlong could survive that. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, whatever. And then we have and a party with Usopp telling his grand story of how he saved everyone mm-hmm. with a little help, just a little. Yeah, yeah. And uh, Sanji getting shot down by Nami's sister. Mm-hmm. Which, ooh, by the way, that dress. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then they get surrounded by the Marines. To which, yeah, I mean, props on uh, props on Kobe for growing some balls there, right? Yeah, because Garp's like, all right, arrest the Straw Hats, and Kobe's just like, yeah, no. They did nothing wrong, no. And then it turns into showdown time with Grandpa. Which, does that happen? Not this early on in the show. Eventually, in way off in the future, that happens. But not Mm. here. This is something that, like, they do fight, but that's like two, three hundred episodes in the future when we actually first meet him in the anime. So this is, it's, it's, yeah. But, I mean, how did you feel? Anime is the test? not really because like i thought that you know it might have been a testing type thing but at the same time i thought it was 
um, him being pissed off that he wouldn't join the Marines, but I don't know. Like, I kind of expected Luffy to get one on him at least. <laughs> he didn't. Not one hit. And Dude, I, he just got I wrecked. Which, that's the thing, though, is like, in the anime, Luffy does not get one over on him like that, you know? From what I've seen, he doesn't lose his fight. He's been losing fights. I don't know how I feel about that. And then, like I said, maybe at least just one good hit. I mean, he got one good hit on Arlong, broke all his teeth out, which, oh my god. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, I just... But then, this... Oh, go ahead. I was like, I just... The anime does the Arlong Park stuff so much better. It does. Like, I can appreciate what they did here, and it's respectable, and it's good, but the anime does it so much better. And the whole Garp thing in the future... Oh, it was such a surprise. Like, you're 300 episodes in, and then this reveal. Like, this early on, it feels like, well, now you have so much story with Garp in that that you have to, like, it's 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 sort of weird. I don't know. And then, yeah, was Garp actually testing him, like he said, or did he, like, after pummeling, did he just release his anger and then sort of come to his senses and, like, maybe... That dude's right. Maybe it's this new generation. Like, he saw Luffy laughing like Gold Roger did. And he's just like, damn it, Destiny, Wait, you bastard. By the way, that makes me wonder so strongly if Gold Rogers isn't Luffy's dad. Ooh. At first I, th I was thinking it was Shanks, but now I'm thinking it was Gold Rogers. Ooh, Which is why, because they, they made a big deal about it at the beginning with uh, him and Gold Rogers, you know, right before he was hung or whatever. And it almost seemed personal, almost a spiteful, like, kind of like, fuck you dad type thing. Mm -hmm. And then with Luffy, you've never really heard about his dad, but he's got the same ambition as Gold Rogers. He's going to be king of the pirates. He's going to find the One Piece. And, of course, you got Grandpa here upset about the decision. And he's like, yeah, no, I'm not going to let you do that because this is what happened to your dad. And I'm not going to let my grandson take the same path. But then after beating the shit out of him and him laughing like Gold Rogers, he's like, nope, he's his father's son. Like, I, I can't stop it. That's interesting. I like this idea. We'll say, we'll just have to wait and see what inspires of this. The seed yeah. grow and see what happens. And then I like how immediately after that he's like, "All right, go go get the Arlong guys. These guys are cool." <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then like the rat dude's just like, "Whoa, hold up!" The straw hats and Nami just bam, and Garp's just like, "Whatever." Yeah, yeah. And then and then I was thinking this might be the end of Colby and Garp because you know at this point they're no longer you know going to be chasing the straw hats. But then you know you got you got that ending there, you know. First, Colby delivers the thing, letting Luffy know that he's now on a wanted poster for the most, the highest reward ever. The highest bounty in the East Blue. 30 million berries. And then I like how, you know, it cuts to everybody that they encountered along their way. Mm-hmm. You have the, um, uh, what's her name from his main village with Shanks, the lady, just like, oh. Mm -hmm. and, then... and then you got, uh, Kyra, Kira, whatever. Yeah, whatever her name is. And she's just like, ooh, Usopp. Yeah, <laughs> yeah Usopp's the back the picture. Usopp head. <laughs> oh, Bucky and Elvita? Oh, dude. Which I was like, I mean, I know Elvita comes back, but what? Mm -hmm. 
Did and it. then, of course, oh shit, it shanks. <laughs> I love this scene because you got Mihawk just walking up and then shanks and his crew are all drunk and hung over. And he's like, oh, let's party again, boys. <laughs> Get the reserves. <laughs> uh, and then, uh, what is it? Uh, Zeph just put it on the little board. <laughs> Everyone loved it. It's such a good moment, like seeing that, like all the people they've encountered and they've impacted throughout the past. It's just like, look at him go, my boy. And then they all do the Captain Morgan leg on the barrel thing as they recount their childhood dream, which that kind of got me a little teary eyed. Mm hmm. Good moment. It's like, I'm going to go to the all blue. I'm going to be the greatest swordsman. I'm going to be king of the pirates. I'm going to draw a map of the world. And I, I'm going to be a brave warrior of the sea. <laughs> yep. Hey, a dream is a dream, and that yeah. ends. That's the end of the season one of the One Piece live action. Well, they, I at first I thought it was going to be the end of Colby and Helmeppo, but it, it it intrigued me that they it showed them in Garp's office, and he's all like, they're like, we're ready for our punishment. He's like, no, no, you you stuck to your code, which is more important than following orders. What do you want to do? And Colby's like, I want to get stronger so I can fight Luffy, you know. And Helmeppo's like, I want to let everyone know that Zoro isn't the strongest swordsman. Mm -hmm. Which I was like, oh. So they're going to be mm. training with Garp, who he, people claim his training is the worst punishment you could ever have. Mm -hmm. And we've seen his punches. So, which, by the way, like, holy crap. Okay, I understand Luffy is made out of rubber. So, could Garp's punches really have hurt that bad? Maybe he's using some special technique. I mean, they did focus on that ring he had on his finger. <clears throat> yeah, a bunch of mysteries. And then, right before the end credits, they have Mystery Guy putting out a cigar on Luffy's Wanted poster, and I'm like, who the fuck is this? Ooh, mystery man with his cigar. <clears throat> I'm excited to see how they do season two. I am super excited. Um, we may just have to, like, watch Arc... We have to do this by arcs now, <laughs> instead of seasons, or by, by instead of three episodes, just do arcs. We gotta watch it all. We'll have sleepovers, and we'll eat pizza, and drink, and watch it. And just binge One Piece, because I really, I don't know when they're releasing season two, but gosh, I don't want to be behind on that, and we got a lot to do to catch up to that. Dear God. Uh, so, we finished the live action. Overall, what are your thoughts here? It's decent for the most part. Like, they did a really good job on it. It's probably their best live-action adaptation of something. But at the same time, like, there were a lot of dull parts that kind of just didn't feel right, or there was uh, not as much impact on a certain scene. The goodbye yeah. of Sanji stuff, or, you know, that type of thing. Uh, Zoro and um, Hero, or whatever her name was. It, it, it just didn't hit the same i mean like yes there was some emotional stuff but it wasn't as grab you by the heartstrings or you know really like get you fired up like the anime yeah and i, mean, I, mean, I think that's the uh the issue with you know 40 some episodes crammed into eight episodes right and i mean as somebody who's watching one piece pretty much for the first time I would definitely say that this show would be good for somebody who has never seen One Piece to get into it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, it, it, they did a decent job at it, so, like, I wouldn't not recommend this, but at the same time, well, I don't know, because the anime is kind of long-winded when it comes to getting down to some stuff, you know? Yeah, yeah. 
Because it's, it's taken, like, what? We're already, like, 20 episodes in, and it's taken that long just for me to get, like, some of the way in. Yeah, it's just, it's it's a long anime. And then, unfortunately, yeah, we're going to be struggling with good spots and bad spots and slow spots. And it's, but, you know, when those good spots hit, they hit. When those emotions come, they come, you know? But when the boring and dull stuff is there, it's it's also there. It's the journey of the One Piece. It's the feelings we had all along the way. The One Piece was all the friends you made along the way. Okay, Oda said that that's not... <laughs> He's already claimed it won't be the friends we made along the way. Aww. Okay, so it's the power of friendship. Yeah. Probably Buggy's nose. <laughs> uh... I mean, he made comment to it. He's like, yeah. oh, right on the nose. You're damaging the goods. All right, let's let's cut into least favorite scene, and that's easily Nami stabbing herself. Like, yeah, that was rough to watch. It it really was, and I don't understand how that changed that tattoo so drastically. Yeah, they didn't show all that because it's like a whole new tattoo now. Yeah, but just seeing that like in the live action is just like it was just ugh, ooh mm, rough. They're 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 just all about self mutilation in this shit, aren't they? Right. All right. So, uh, what's your favorite favorite scene? Gosh, this is tough because there's like a lot of I don't know. I'm 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 in that weird spot where like I I'm stuck with the anime, in my opinion, being a lot more emotional and impactful than this. Well, they did a decent yeah. job doing all that. I'm either gonna have to say either the moment with Luffy putting the hat on Nami because that was still pretty impactful. Or yeah. just seeing Garb beat the shit out of Luke for the fun of it. Ah. Because those were some punches. That That's showing the strength of Garb. Like, whew. Yeah. I kind of personally like the scene where um, Arlong comes out with that jagged sword and puts it up to Luffy's neck. And then Luffy just reaches up with like two fingers and just snaps the blade and then just breaks it like it was nothing. Yeah. Yeah, that was I pretty mean, dope. It, that that had to do it for me, man. The Garp fight, I almost feel like it would have been better if it was animated, because I I kind of feel that the they were limited by uh, physical abilities. Humans can't do what anime people. Can. That's true. That's true. <clears throat> All right, you got some quotes. Uh, quite a few. Some of them were kind of long winded, but <laughs> my very first quote was like the very beginning of the episode, first episode. Like, but you said five degrees starboard. Yeah, it's the other starboard, Captain Shittastic. He's like, I thought clowns <laughs> were supposed to be funny. What was that? Why don't you say it to my face? And Buggy and Usopp. <laughs> oh, everything with Buggy was a freaking baller line. Yeah. And then um, there was the part where um, Zoro and Sanji were doing something I don't remember. And uh, Zoro says to Sanji, he's like, the only thing I want to hear from you are the dinner special. <laughs> And then, uh, um, I think that's all I had for the first episode. Um, second episode, I had, I had that one. If you had him, I wouldn't have got him. That was Zoro and Sanji. And then this one was, um, Arlong and Luffy during that scene that I keep talking about. Arlong's like, could you have used her so effectively? And Luffy's like, use? No, Nami's not some tool to use. She's a person with hopes and dreams of her own, and you took those away from her. You're no better than that axe hand guy or that fake butler 
or anyone else who tries to hurt other people. So I'm going to kick your ass like I did theirs because no one messes with my friends. That's a good line. And then uh, back to the Zoro Sanji fighting. Uh, Sanji says to Zoro, he's like, you look tired. Maybe you should take a break. And Zoro's like, yeah, well, maybe you should get back in the kitchen. <laughs> and then, um, let's see. Oh, we had uh, that Kung Fu fish guy fighting yeah. Zoro and Sanji together. And he's like, my, sh- my kicks can break a ship's keel. And then Sanji's like, that's nothing. You should have seen Zeph's kicks when he found an eggshell in the creme brulee. And then Zoro's like, I get it. Zeph was mean to you. Boo-hoo. <laughs> yep. Uh... Yeah, I believe that is it for me. <clears throat> All right, you took a couple. But <laughs> also in the very beginning of the first one we watched, uh, Zoro was talking with Buggy. And Buggy's like, oh, what are you going to do? Bleed on me? <laughs> Zoro was still injured. Uh, yeah. And then at one point, Zoro was talking with Luffy. He's like, yeah, I don't know about that waiter. He's <laughs> <laughs> talking about uh, Sanji. And then we have uh, when Garp is talking with Ratboy, and, and Kobe's like, uh, he like stands up like, hey, what? Luffy wouldn't do that. And he's like, how dare you accuse me? I'm a Marine captain. And Garp's like, and I'm a vice admiral. Enough with yep. that shit. <laughs> I just put him in the place. Uh, then uh, while they were fighting, uh, after they beat the fish karate guy, uh, Sanji said his uh, move, like he said the name of his move, and Zoro's like, what the heck was that? Sanji's like, all good fighters shut out their finishing moves, and he's like, yeah, you're gonna be a good fit for this crew. <laughs> yeah. and then There my... were a bunch that I had to leave because I, I figured I'd steal some from you, so I was like, yeah. I can't take them all. There was one I forgot to write down where Zoro said something like, oh yeah, what, you put two slices of bread together? Yeah. And then, uh, let's see, the last one I have is when Mihawk uh, jumps into uh, with Shanks, and Shanks like, oh, I'm not feeling up, I'm hungover, I'm not feeling ready to fight you, and Shank, or Mihawk's like, I'm not here to fight, not when you're half the man you used to be. And Shanks like, oh, I can still beat you with one arm tied behind my back. <laughs> it's cracked me yep. up. I also liked um, when he's like, hey, stay for a drink, and he's like, oh, yeah, drink can't hurt. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh. <sighs> All right, least what a favorite ride. character. Hmm, man, I would have to say Rat Man. Yeah, I was gonna say Rat Dude. He's just a scum. He's just here getting paid off by Arlong, then steals all of Nami's hard-earned freaking money that she was gonna buy the village. And out here lying about it. Just oh, he's just a scumbag of a marine. Yeah, and that's the weird thing is like, even though he was a scumbag of a marine, he was still not punished by Garp. Because he was still able to put out that bounty on Luffy, which means he still has status as a Marine, but you wouldn't think he'd be able to do that, you know. Yeah. <clears throat> I think it's something they sort of skipped over, or Maybe. I, don't, I don't know. It's just, yeah, he is just a scummy. One of those, uh, right? Favorite. This is tough. I w- yeah. Honestly, though, I-, I would have to give it to Sanji. You're going to go Sanji? Yeah, because he... He he had all the quips, you know, like his back and forth with Zoro was good. Like even when um they were having the little party in the village and he was serving him food and Zoro's yeah. just like, Oh yeah, no, I just gotta keep my strength up and he's like, Oh, from the looks of your plate, it's more than that. Yeah, you know, I, I I like the whole thing. I even liked when Nami came running out of Arlong Park and he's like, Oh, here, give me a hug and she <laughs> runs past <laughs> him to fucking Zoro Newstop. Yeah. Yeah. That was bouncing around Buggy because, oh my god, he just fucking had me laughing every time he spoke. 
with these episodes. Like, he didn't do nothing really important, but, like, every time he spoke, it was just gold. And then, sort of, like, Garp, like, man, them punches. I'm still just, like, those punches just so impactful, and, like, his whole sort of, like, back and forth with Zeph, like, he knew... You know that like you were saying that it was like a very sophisticated back and forth. Yeah, like he they he they they knew, and then like his whole sort of mentor with Kobe and Helmeppo, so sort of seeing him like grow as a grandfather in sense. Like if we're looking at it, it's like he actually was testing Luffy or whatnot. He had that sort of growth as like, all right, there's nothing I can do with him. I better just make sure he's ready. Like he's going yep. off into a crazy fucking world. Can't protect him. Because even with, like, when he was talking with Zeph, there was a point where he was like, I can't let him die. I mean, you know, like, he, he broke character for a second there. Like, he has that care for his grandson. But, yeah, I mean, Zoro wasn't super great. Luffy just Luffy'd. Nami just Nami'd. Sanji, I mean, I get it. Yeah, Sanji was pretty dope. And he did take on more of the fighting than Zoro did. You know, Zoro right. was injured, but... So. I like that they made him grab his chest, you know, after every couple of slashes. Like, oh, that's that's still hurt. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> they made it show that he was still injured, which was good on them. Well, if I had to go off of what you presented, I, I probably would side with Garp. Yeah, I think looking at it, it would. I mean, I'm I'm feel I'm just I like I really like Garp's character in this. And like I said, if we're looking at it as he was a grandpa testing his grandson like he's a marine there's you know that's what he is his son's a or his grandson's a pirate yeah i can't stop him i need to try and stop him one last time if i can i gotta make sure he's ready because this is gonna be crazy i like that right. headcanon they don't really state it like that's what it really was it's sort of a little confusing like was he actually testing him or not but i like that view yeah yeah what a what what a wild ride we did it and I am excited for you to watch the anime version of this. <laughs> but uh, I've already seen it. Can't we skip ahead? Oh, no, because you'll miss so much packfulness. But next week, it should be Tour D64, if I'm not mistaken. Our first episode of that. Yep. With Johnny. What are we playing? Or John. Uh, I think it was uh, Wayne Gretzky's NFL 98. Not NFL. Uh, NHL. NHL 98. I did a, so there's, depending on what list you look at, there's somewhere between 277 and 279 North America releases. There's a couple that are sort of, a lot of people say it is or not. So I went with the mm-hmm. whole 279 list. I ran a random number generator and that's what landed on. So we're playing a sports game for the first one. Yay. Oh boy. It's going to be fun. And that's how, how we're going to start off. I, have, I think uh, we should, I think let's just start off playing it solo. And then when we can sort of figure out how we want to do it, you know, if we want to play it together or stream it or what, we sort of go from there. But until we get that figured out, just till, you know, we sort of get it planned, we just start playing solo. And then eventually we can change it from there, of course. Of course. <clears throat> All right. So that's it for the first episode of the Value Menu, Value Menu Nerds. Yeah, that's it. Value that's Menu Nerds. It is, it is. But, you know, we're, we're the wish.com of your favorite nerd podcast. That's right. <laughs> but yeah, so that's it for us. You know, as always, you know, you can join our Discord and hang out with us. You can uh, follow Joe on his Twitch. can get ready for other things we do. Yep. Uh, if you're not a weeb. Why are you here? <laughs>